This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. Control. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Now, your ride is about to begin. Control. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Welcome to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. We are here. We are rolling down the road. A little bit wet on the East Coast, but the cruise control van is, well, it's leaking. But Fred Staub has a dry pile of information over there <laughs> in so the passenger dry. seat. Ah, so dry. I'm Les Jackson. <laughs> And we can get moving. Yeah, we sure can. And we're getting moving this hour with Tesla being declared the biggest car company ever by Wall Street. But the CEO of Volkswagen says he's ready to take on the Tesla Titan. Good for them. <laughs> I, anyway, uh, is Genesis prepping a full family of crossovers? Yes. Gee, I think so. And here's one for you, Les. New DeLoreans may be on their way to a showroom near you. Hmm. Does it have a flux capacitor? Yes. 2.0. <laughs> well, anyway, time for a change. A recent study says new vehicle buyers want a new kind of buying experience. Yeah, one dramatically different than what they're getting now. Plus, why are dealers price gouging the cost of new Hyundai and Kias? We'll tell you why. That's right. And we're going to do a little bit of talking tech later on in the show. This time, the artificially intelligent sunrise. <laughs> well, sun visor, that is, Les. And well, except it has to rise around the visor. Sun visor is probably one of the oldest things on the uh, car and it's getting an update, high tech update. Plus we'll have an at the wheel review of the 2020 Chevrolet Blazer premiere. All when we get rolling on this edition of cruise control radio, your on air automotive magazine. That's the show you're dialed into and we appreciate you dialing in. Don't forget to check us out on the web at cruisecontrolradio.com, where you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Getting a lot of activity on both of those uh, this week, Les Jackson. A lot of posts, so check them out, uh, and you can uh, like us and follow us if you uh, go over to cruisecontrolradio.com. They are racing this uh, right now in uh, Daytona, 24 hours of Daytona. Uh, the first outing for the C8R Corvette. Um, with its uh, 5.5 liter engine, sounds more like a Formula One car, less than a, than, than a uh, Chevy V8. A lot of talk that engine or a street version of that engine may find its way into the Z06, but uh, we don't know about that for sure. But uh, we have plenty of other automotive news and information, so stay tuned to Cruise Control Radio. Your on-air automotive magazine. When we come back, we're going to tell you about Tesla being declared the biggest car company ever and what VW is going to do about it. Fred Stop, Les Jackson. We'll be right back. 
Listen to the live feed of Cruise Control Radio every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com to find out how to do it. Is your car starting to show its age? Over time, paint becomes oxidized, faded, and scratched. But you can restore that tired paint and repair those scratches with the paint restoration system from 3M. It's an affordable way to make those repairs in your garage in just one afternoon with basic tools. The kit contains all of the restoration products and polishing pads you need to bring your vehicle's paint back to like-new condition. For more information, visit www.3mcarcare.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. Fred Staub, Les Jackson, we're with you. We're glad you're buckled up and in the back of the cruise control van. Please watch the sharp edges. <clears throat> Les will be putting some masking tape over those a little bit later on in the show. But we're getting started this uh, segment with Tesla being named the most valuable um, American automaker ever. That's according to the folks on the uh, Wall Street side of things. Tesla's share price surged Wednesday, nearing the $600 per share mark. And then it slid back to $570. I don't know what it closed at on Friday. But, um, you know, uh, as they said, uh, those numbers are like uh, the Model S's special high-put driving mode, ludicrous. Uh, And they have made Tesla the first U.S.-based automaker to surpass the hundred billion dollar mark for market capitalization so uh it certainly is the darling of wall street isn't it yeah but wall street's basically just a bunch of carnival salespeople, speculators speculators uh and it's idiotic because tesla doesn't have the volume the capital the manufacturing footprint the sales they got the tent Uh, they got the tent. Uh, I here's what I think is going to happen. Um, there's going to be a backlash when enough people come out there and just say how bad these cars are. Mm-hmm. And this Tesla stock is going to make the the dot com bubble look like you know a little slip on a banana. Why do you think, do you think that Wall Street does not really see that other manufacturers are going to be doing electric cars? Like our next story coming up, Volkswagen's got like 26 models they're going to launch. Uh, Don't they think like companies like that, that can really manufacture things will easily surpass the volume of Tesla? No, they they think one thing and that's churning money mm-hmm. interesting and you've met you've met some of these frankly i'm going to call them weasels <laughs> oh, uh, you, you've met them i've met them they're just greedy selfish people who just want to make huge amounts of money so ride the tesla the wave risk, by put the risk on everybody else so ride the tesla wave and when you're done with it just dump it dump the stuff yeah Sure. And the number goes down. Hmm. Um, well, 
We will have to keep you up to date on that Tesla story as it develops. I'm sure there'll be plenty more developments. Matter of fact, one senator uh, this week, a U.S. senator, uh, talked about changing the name that, that the autopilot driver assistance system named uh, autopilot was misleading. And it's Senator Edward Markey, who I believe is from uh, Massachusetts. That's correct. Yeah, he made his uh, uh, press release on this. And uh, he said, Autopilot has been engaged in at least three Tesla vehicles involved in fatal U.S. crashes since 2016. Uh, It's confusing to people, that name. Because Autopilot, they think of an airplane where you just, you know, you take your hands off the yoke uh, or side stick if you're flying a... um, if you're flying, uh, uh, you know, uh, another plane and you just, uh, and then you just basically sit there and eat your lunch. And that's not what the system is, but it, it misleads, doesn't it? It certainly does. It's a bad name. It shouldn't be allowed. Yeah. But I don't know if you can go uh, about changing it. I don't know. Uh, Earlier this month, uh, the U.S. National Highway Traffic Safety Administration said it was launching an investigation into a 14th crash involving Tesla and what it suspects uh, autopilot and other advanced driver assistance system was in use. Uh, So it is probing a December 29th fatal crash of a Model S Tesla in Gardenia, California, In that incident, the vehicle exited the 91 freeway, ran a red light, and struck a 2006 Honda Civic, killing its two occupants. So, a lot to investigate there. But but the CEO of VW has a plan for all this, and their plan is to catch Tesla in the EV race. Herbert Deese is uh, laying that out, how they're going to do that, but... uh, We're going to talk about that in the interview he had on Bloomberg TV when we come back on Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. Stay tuned. For the latest updates on Cruise Control, follow us on Twitter at Cruise Control Rad. That's C-R-U-I-S-E-C-T-R-L-R-A-D. Cruise Control Rad. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control. Les and Fred here. We were talking uh, before the break about Volkswagen's CEO, Herbert Dies, saying that they, they're fully confident they'll catch up and surpass, probably, Tesla in electric cars. I certainly think that's true. And I think they'll actually make a profit, you know, a significant profit at it. Uh, t- turns out Deese and Musk actually know each other. Mm. Yeah. And it's interesting that I, I guess it's actually a good what he's saying, that he's taking Tesla seriously and is, um, you know, looking at them as a real competitor. To me, I mean, VW, as soon as they start pumping out electric cars will be able to lower the cost of them, make them better, make more of them, has a, a bigger dealer network, 
uh, and can build them around the world easier than Tesla can. Now, Tesla, of course, just opened up their Shanghai operation. But, you know, I think uh, it is healthy that he sees them as a competitor. But to me, it's like uh, my my money would be on Volkswagen, right? When you're Sure. They have a history. Yeah, they have a history. Of course, the ID3, which is sort of their new electric golf, uh, uh, is under production or in production in Germany. And it will, uh, that will be coming to the U.S. at some point. The ID4, which is their crossover version of that vehicle, is going to be uh, revealed at the New York Auto Show in April, which will be exciting. Um, and, you know, I think uh, when they bring out, of course, the van, everybody's waiting for that. I think a lot of people are waiting for that. Um, they have a lot of models coming out. They have, uh, you know, the capability to do it. So my money would be on them uh, because uh, I think uh, they can just start building them around the world as needed. You know, the problem is price. And that's where they also have the ability to lower the price because they have that economy of scale. Uh, so we'll we'll see what how this plays out. But I think uh, Herbert Dies of Volkswagen has a... A good, a good angle on it. I think he really does, and it, he's taking the competition seriously. Um, and but my money is on him winning out. How about you? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know they they know how to build cars. Yeah, <laughs> they know how to build cars, and they have plants everywhere. And their Chattanooga plant, by the way, is amazing. Uh, not that that's building electrics right now, but it is amazing. So. And they, and the rest of their business is strong too. The uh, Atlas is a hit, and uh, some of their other crossovers and things. Passat, Passat yep. is doing well. Yep. So they have a lot of models going on. Uh, let's move over to Genesis. Of course, the luxury arm of Hyundai. They've been waiting for a uh, crossover SUV. They've got it with the GV80. Uh, it's not out here yet in the U S but, uh, that is aimed at the BMW X5 and Audi Q4, but now comes more stories, uh, from, uh, motor trend that they may be Genesis may be working on a full lineup of, uh, crossovers, including a GV 90, a larger version of the 80 and a smaller version, the GV 70, plus an electric version. Maybe that is the GV70 uh, that will share the rear platform, rear drive platform with the G70 sedan. So uh, we will have to see where this is going, but it sounds like they're getting ready to launch a family of crossovers, which would make sense. Because uh, up until this point, Genesis has only had great sedans and they've been chomping at the bit to get this GV80 uh, crossover uh, coming out, and it's going to have ultra premium cabin uh, accoutrement and an, and an imposing style. That's what you have, Les Jackson, an imposing style. That's. I was wondering when you were going to mention that. Yeah, it's it's you know it's pretty evident. So many, <laughs> so many people do. <laughs> <laughs> but how could they not come out with a bunch of of uh, SUVs? 
Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, and it's the old uh, small, medium, medium, large, large, <laughs> and gigantic approach uh, to crossovers. And uh, hey, you've got to get that product in the stores. And this is how they're going to do it. So uh, speaking of products, Les, uh, this next... Uh, this next one has a decidedly um, Washington flair to it, but it also has a flux capacitor flair to it as well. Uh, as you know, there is a company, the modern DeLorean Motor Company. They bought all the remaining assets of DeLorean, all the parts, um, all the uh, trim parts, all the body panels. And uh, they have been waiting for this low-volume Motor Vehicle Manufacturers Act of 2015, uh, which uh, defines the regulations for low-volume auto manufacturers, means they're different from the rules governing people like Ford and General Motors. Uh, they've been waiting for this law to be implemented, but NHTSA has not been forthcoming with it. Uh, SEMA the Specialty Equipment Market Association, sued NHTSA, prompting the federal agency to finally publish the Low Volume Act regulations, but they need to still undergo a public comment period before being reviewed and ultimately signed off. Uh, but it looks like we are bringing this matter to a head, uh, but SEMA has asked the court not to dismiss the suit until... The, NHTSA completes the process. I guess that's just to hold their feet to the fire a little bit. But all that aside, that means sometime next year, you could be able to buy a new DeLorean DMC-12. Uh, the limit on these low-volume manufacturers would be 325 cars per year um, instead of rolling out a rate of one or two cars uh, per week. So, uh, about that, they're looking at about 50 to a hundred cars per year. It, the shape would be very much like the 81 to 83 original, but with modern headlights and the powertrain would use, uh, would be something different. What did they used to use? They used to use a Renault engine, didn't they? It was a Renault engine. Um, V6, V6. Yep. And I, I'm sure this will, probably also be a v6 well this is going to be a 350 horsepower engine and transmission technology from this <laughs> century um expected to cost around a hundred thousand dollars i think people will buy these certainly at a low volume number right sure uh, um i think they can sell every one without any problem yeah uh Eventually, I guess they run out of parts, but I guess they could start stamping them again. But uh, we'll we'll have to see how this lays out. Now, how would this law affect if you're building hot rods, right? How does that affect? How does that affect you? In other words, if you're Chip Foose building hot rods, uh, or you're building, uh, you know, cars from scratch, you know, where you're. Uh, taking a, a Dynacor body and, uh, you know, putting a new Coyote engine in it or something. Um, how does this affect you? Is that come under this law? 
No, there already are existing laws about uh, kit cars. Uh huh. And, uh, you know, they typically have to be registered in different ways. In different They're states. essentially one off. Mm hmm. And this would just, so, just mean that you would, you would basically be, uh, basically you would, would be, in this case, manufacturing the same car over and over again, but at a right. little volume. So you wouldn't right. need things like airbags and ABS and all that. Right. Gotcha. All right. When we come back on Cruise Control Radio, we will tell you about an update on one of the oldest pieces of technology on a new car. And we're also going to update the buying process on new cars. So stay tuned. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. He's Les Jackson. We're glad you're along for the ride. A lot going on in the automotive industry, and we're bringing you up to date uh, we've got some uh, talking tech coming up in this uh, segment about one of the oldest pieces of uh, technology. <laughs> Basically, it's a piece of padded cardboard. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we uh, also have a good story coming up here now about uh, a study that says people want a completely different car buying experience and this was uh, a new survey from cox automotive they surveyed 2,000 consumers and they focused on dealership experience concepts uh, just one in three of these respondents said they were very satisfied with the current dealership model uh, seven out of ten consumers said the idea of a brand experience center rather than a traditional showroom was appealing Michelle Krebs, an executive analyst at Auto Trader, owned by Cox Automotive, said the study found trailblazer consumers who are most likely to embrace new technology and services would be the new mainstream consumer by the mid-decade. So, so let's see what they wanted. Uh, they wanted, instead of salespeople, they wanted um, kind of product information people. So okay. picture, picture picture the people at a, a car show, not not during press days, but during the normal situation where they come up to you and they're wearing a, a, a branded shirt and uh, they tell you about the car. Now, I don't think this is bad because I have been in car dealerships, not recently, where the car salespeople did not know about the car. I have heard from other people that have bought new cars. I'll give you one. I'll give you one example. Someone bought a new vehicle and they said, "Oh, can I can I um, use voice recognition to uh, say an address and have the uh, uh, car go there? You know, go into the nav system." And he said, "No cars do that. I have never heard of that. You have wow. to. You have to type it in." you know, with the little, the little boxes and, and the little buttons. Now that's bad. 
And this is the problem. The guy didn't know how to do things. And this is recent. This is about, this is last year. I won't say the brand or the person, but it shocked me that this person, I don't know what they're doing when they're not selling cars, but you could try reading the owner's manual, couldn't you? Well, you could, but basically the people that want this experience, they want like somebody like you or me there. Right. To, well, how is how would that be affordable? Well, uh, you, well, to you the would dealer? you would do away with the salespeople. That's what it is. You do away with the salespeople and replace them with these people, where they want to focus on the fun aspects of the shopping experience. What they want is a better test drive, not the ten minute test drive where they go through the predetermined loop with the guy looking at his watch uh, to get back, right? Uh, they basically want to get rid of the salesperson. They don't like it where they're, you know, feel cornered and making the deal. They don't like the deal making part. They'd rather do that online or let's say go to the store, have the, the brand experience. In other words, sit with somebody that knows the car Let's go from front to back. Hey, here's what's new this year. Here's, you know, how do you use technology? Would you ever use this uh, thing to program your your uh, garage door? A lot of people don't, but it's here. A lot of people don't know that stuff is on their car because they're never told it, you know, you know when they run the car down. Let's face it. When a salesperson does that, they're not really interested in showing you after the sale how your car works they're not going to make money doing that they've already made their money so uh they really want to take the salesperson out of it and maybe do the actual sale online uh where they don't have to uh go through all the rigmarole they don't want to go to the the guy at the end that tries to sell you scotch guard or undercoating no they don't want to do that uh, because they know that is just pure profit and pure pressure. Uh, they want to turn this in. Uh, they, they, 86% of the consumers want a complete one step of the purchase process online, with 60% of the consumers saying they would use the time saved on getting to know the vehicle more. So they basically want to experience the vehicle in the dealership and then go away and make a sale, you know, buy it online. Now, I understand well, that. They should be. Sure. They want the fun parts. And I agree with that. Um, I I mean, you or I, if you or I went in to buy a car, we would be probably appalled at the stuff that people were saying, you know? Uh, we would be, I'm sure. That's just wrong. Uh, I remember a long time ago a guy saying, um, yes, this car is fuel, fuel injected. So that means it has no alternator. <laughs> and, and I, I heard him say, and he kept saying it. And, and I said, well, that doesn't make any sense. There, there are two unrelated things there. You know, you could have an alternator and be fuel injected. Uh, you know, it, it was, it was really weird. And the guy of course got frustrated when I started to say like, <laughs> it's 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 truly uh sad yeah it's it's sad and i think they just 
don't want to be jumped on, you know, when you go in to do it. And that's why a lot of people are going, if buying cars through Carvana or Vroom or one of those other things where you, they just don't want to be in front of people when they're dealing with money and financing and all that, because it's the, the whole show, the show of confusion, you know? And, uh, you know, frankly, I, that's a turnoff. That is a real big turnoff. It's a turnoff to me and frustrating. And, um, you know, I just don't, I don't think they bring a lot to the table sometimes, you know, not all of them, but when you're saying things like, no, you're, you can't just speak into the, uh, you know, in push a button and speak and, and get your, uh, address, put your address into your nav system. It was like the guy never heard of this before. Of course, I happened to show the person like, yes, there's that microphone button right on your steering wheel here. Let's do it. <laughs> Look, there yeah, it is. I wonder what that does. Anyway, so, uh, you know, if you've got some uh, bad dealer stories, put them up on our Facebook page, our Cruise Control Radio Facebook page. You can like us while you're there. Put it up on our Twitter feed. It's all there. Uh, if you go over to cruisecontrolradio.com. Uh, we appreciate you listening to Cruise Control. Uh, let's talk a little tech, shall we? Let's do that. All right. Well, now... The I think two things on cars that are out of date are sun visors and windshield wipers. <laughs> they're both kind <laughs> of out of date. They're all they they basically True. are the same thing, right? They've been around forever. They haven't been updated. Well, recently yeah. Bosch wanted to fix one of those things, and they have a futuristic artificial intelligence powered LCD sun visor to end squinting right now. You've got that piece of cardboard on the hinge. That's got some nice upholstery on it. And it basically, you know, I I've seen this uh, many times, especially in the winter where the sun is low people, you know, they have that down, but they're also got their arm up trying to see, even if they have sunglasses on it. What if you had a virtual visor, which is a high-tech solution to this problem? Uh, the system employs artificial intelligence to locate facial features, including eyes, mouth, and nose, in order to track shadows as they move across the driver's face. A patented Bosch algorithm is then used to pinpoint where the driver's eyes are and selectively block and unblock and darken sections of the virtual visor in real time to prevent blindness. 90% of the visor remains transparent at all times, so the driver can see out far better than having a big flap down in front of their face. What do you think of that? I think that's pretty pretty cool. I think it's a great idea. And it's going to uh, be expensive. <laughs> it will have to be expensive because it's built into the windshield. Yeah. Uh, I, I have to applaud Volkswagen back in the 60s. They used to offer a little, basically a little plastic, instead of the regular sun visor, you could have a little plastic translucent one that was darkened like sunglasses. Oh, you mean like a, like a visor, like a green yeah. visor? Yeah, it was just great. Ah, that's pretty cool. The low-tech non-artificially intelligent but That's still right. visible sun visor 
Hey, when we come back, plenty more to go. We are going to talk about price gouging at Hyundai and Kia. Yep. And an at-the-wheel review of the 2020 Chevrolet Blazer premiere. So stay tuned to Cruise Control Radio. We'll be right back. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Feeling a little dim? Don't blame your brain or the weather. Hazy headlights may be the problem. Hazed or cloudy plastic headlights can reduce your vehicle's visibility on the road, making it very difficult to see the road and for other cars to see you. Now you can restore plastic headlight lenses to like new clarity with the Lens Renewal Kit from 3M, an easy-to-use solution for removing the yellowing and hazing that reduces headlight performance and visibility. For more information, visit www.3mcarcare.com. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control. Les and Fred here. Okay, those of you buying cars especially if it's a Hyundai or a, a Kia these days, but it, anything, you know, like a new Corvette or whatever. Uh, if you're faced with a- added dealer markup, mm-hmm. don't do it. Yeah, there's no reason to. No reason to. Matter of fact, this happened with the new C8 Corvette, and people got online and said, hey, don't buy from this dealer. Buy from that dealer. He's selling it at MSRP. Um, and this is just pure profit. Now, Jalopnik has turned up evidence of dealer markups on both the new 2020 Hyundai Palisade and the Kia Telluride. And uh, they were perusing the web, and they came across a Palisade listed at around 10,000 over the MSRP uh and uh and they also found similar situations uh on the Kia Telluride where the advertised prices were around 5,000 to $7,000 over MSRP stupid <laughs> it's stupid um just go you know go elsewhere yeah. Um, there, are pl- there are plenty of other good cars out there. Yeah, and uh, there are dealers that will sell you li- at MSRP or even below. Yeah. Now, the dealers will claim, well, we have to do that because we only get so many allocated. Uh-huh. So, you know, if the demand is high for us, we have to charge extra. Well, <laughs> it's just profit. It's just profit. That's it's- right. It, they don't have to do it. They are doing it. And matter of fact, manufacturers say, well, they are private uh, businesses. Um, they, you know, can do what they want. They certainly discourage it. I mean, Chevy discouraged it on the C8. And most dealers sell it at MSRP. And some probably even discount it a little bit, although probably not yet. They haven't started building it yet. But uh, at least they're selling it at MSRP. But I think if you're going to, that's just wasted money. Uh, And even better, (laughs) wait two years and buy one slightly used. How's that? Sure, sure. Yeah. So uh, I just, that just infuriates me that people have $10,000 to throw away like that. It's just, it's just crazy. But, uh, but hey, some people do, some people do and uh, they want it and they want it now. 
And uh, I guess if that's kind of uh, how you feel, well, then uh, you can go for it. But certainly, you know, it might be a little bit different on a Corvette or something like that, where these are great vehicles that tell you ride in the Palisade, but they're not going to be collectible vehicles. They're not going to be, wow, you got the first year of the Hyundai Palisade. They're just a good vehicle. But yeah, you shouldn't be paying over sticker for it. So. People, people are going to say you did what when you <laughs> bought it? <laughs> hey, we got a at the wheel review of a new vehicle. This is a vehicle that came out in 2019, and now I have an at the wheel review of the 2020 version of the Chevrolet Blazer, the premier edition of this. Have you been in the Blazer at all? I have not yet. No. Okay. Well, um, this is an interesting uh, uh, five-passenger um, SUV uh, crossover. And um, I think when you look at it, it looks like Chevy tried to kind of take some of the um, feeling of the Camaro and put it into a crossover. Uh, they have, uh, if you look at the dash, the, the lower uh, air conditioning, uh, controllable air conditioning, Ports are look like they were lifted right from the Camaro. They're the same, probably the same parts. And if you get the RS model, uh, which is the sporty version of this, it definitely brings a lot of the uh, cues from the Camaro. The belt line is high. It kicks up at the back. Some of the shapes of the windows, the angularity of the design, the grille, all hearken to the Chevy Camaro. But, Let's talk about the one we had, which is the Premier. Uh, the Premier is the top-of-the-line trim, the luxury version of this. This vehicle's offered in L and then Blazer RS, which is the sporty model I said that is sort of Camaro-like, and the Premier trim. Now, the Premier trim brings in uh, bright chrome accents, dual exhaust outlets uh, that come through the rear fascia, with chrome tips, five passenger seating, and a whole lot more. Ours had the uh, 21 inch wheels, uh, and it was really the luxury version of the vehicle. It was powered by a 3.6 liter V6 that has intelligent start stop and a nine speed automatic transmission. What's interesting, Les, for 2020, uh, there were a few changes, not many. Uh, but one of them was the ability to shut off the start-stop system because in the original version, you could not shut it off, and that was a big complaint of a lot of people. That's right, because most cars you can shut off. Most cars you can shut off. I don't know whether that was a purposeful uh, situation where they wanted to... uh, you know, keep the mileage up by doing that, or they got a better mileage rating for that, or or what? But uh, well, it was I, not I popular. Asked, I did ask uh, my friends at NHTSA, uh-huh. uh, who of course regulate that. They said that most wanted the switch because while uh, it defaults always to to stop start. Um, People that are in cities in traffic don't like it because mm-hmm. you're constantly shutting off and shutting back on it, it, as you crawl in traffic, and it's very annoying. Yes. Yeah, I could see that. 
I mean, although they've made it a lot better and it's smoother, it it can be annoying and a little unsettling. Like if you have to really pull out uh, and you're trying to get ahead of traffic or something and, and you have that little bit of a hesitation, while it's not a huge amount of hesitation, it can be unsettling if you're not not ready for it. Anyway, it is switchable on the 2020 model. Uh, and let's take a look at this. It gets good scores for safety. It gets a five-star safety rating, which is good news if you're buying this vehicle. Uh, ours came with uh, a bunch of options. The driver convenience two package, which involved rear camera mirror, which was excellent because it, it looked like a mirror to be rear view mirror. You couldn't tell the difference even though it was a camera safety alert seat uh, for anyone left in the back, uh, be it a child or a pet wireless charging, which I think is a requirement on new cars. I really, really enjoy that adaptive cruise control, led headlamps uh, quickly becoming a requirement. Uh, The IntelliBean headlamps following distance indicator, forward collision alert, enhanced automatic emergency braking lane Keep assist with lane departure warning, front pedestrian braking, and HD surround vision. Let me tell you about that front pedestrian braking. It's interesting. I was coming out of a parking garage, and there was a speed bump right ahead of it. You know, there's a gate and and then a speed bump. It braked for the speed bump. Hmm. It literally threw the brakes on. I thought, what happened? What just happened here? You know? Uh, So... That's interesting. But all of that, all that safety uh, situation comes in at 2265 uh, So the total, total vehicle price with a $1,195 destination was $49,060. I, I take that. Yes, $49,060. Um, what did I like about it? Um, I think the styling is kind of unique and different. Uh what I didn't like about it was the dash seemed very far back. It seemed like you had a normal dash and then you had another six inches in front of it. So it had that, that long, long dash would made you feel like you were looking through a tunnel, but there you have it. The 2020 blazer premier all wheel drive on cruise control radio. Time for me to say I'm Fred Staub. I'm Les Jackson. We'll see you down the road. Cruise Control Radio is your on-air automotive magazine. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com for more information.